Oh, hey, Steve. Oh, hey, Mike. Well, what's wrong, buddy? Well, I, I just got this new water bottle, but it just looks so plain. Well, have I got the store for you. Introducing the Wild Edible World Podcast Merch Store. Wowie wow! It's the merch store where you can get all of your favorite podcasts merch for all your decorating purposes. How do I find that? Go to wildediblewordpod.shopify.com or go to any of our Instagram and media accounts and view the link in the bio. Wowie wow! Spring is here, and so are you. With the Wild Edible World podcast, you're here with one of your hosts. My name is Michael. And it's Steve. I'm here. I'm back. So is my voice. We're here together. We made it. Both of our voices. <laughs> yeah. I'm, congratulations. I'm glad you feel better. Oh, uh, dude. I was, uh, you know, I felt, I felt fine. Yeah. Uh, except for that one morning. Saturday morning, I woke up, felt awful, and I, I felt fine otherwise, except my voice was just toast. I sound, I can't even replicate it. It was just... Nothing. My yeah. voice was gone. Yeah. That's what they say, losing your voice. I couldn't find it. Yeah. I have found it this morning. I'm glad it came back. Yeah, me too. It missed you, just I, like I did. And I missed it. And you know what? I missed all these lovely people listening to us. Absolutely. It's good to be back in the quote-unquote studio. Yeah, back in the <laughs> studio. But we're here to talk about uh, one of my favorite uh, invasive edible species, and that's going to be the Dame's Rocket, which mm -hmm. is the Latin binomial Hesperus matronalis. And again, uh, it's Latin, so pronounce it however you want. Translate. Hesperus matronalis. Tra <laughs> Translating to mother of the night. Yeah, yeah. So allegedly, it's like uh, Hesperus is derived from the Greek e meaning word evening. of night. Yeah. yeah, or evening, evening mother of the evening yeah. night. Yeah. So, because of the flowers get like more showy later more, on in the dye. More pungent. More pungent. Yeah. That's what it yeah, is. They, yeah, they release a more um, conspicuous smell mm -hmm. in the evenings. Yeah, and they do smell pretty good. I like them. I love that shit. <laughs> I was I was telling Michael behind the scenes uh, that I took some babasu oil and infused it with uh, with the Dame's Rocket or the the Hesperus. Um, flowers last season and it was wonderful and then she used it as like you know lip balm lotion that sort of thing yeah this plant a mild cologne yeah. oh a mild <laughs> cologne yeah just dab it under your armpits a little yeah. bit um it's a new axe body spray right there that's right um but this is one of my you know it's edible top to bottom there's a variety of different uses and it's in the brassica family yeah so it's a you know, mustard, it, so that obviously carries with it certain flavors, but also some assumed nutrients as well. Yeah. One of them being vitamin C, but we'll get into that in a little bit. I'm getting ahead of myself, as usual. So let's start with the most recognizable part of the plant. Um, and there's a variety of ways you can identify this plant. Um, I think leaves can be a little difficult because they do have sure. a little bit of a different look from whenever they're in the basal form or in the aerial leaf form after mm -hmm. the plant has grown a stalk. So I think the best place for us to start is the flower. Yeah. <clears throat> they, it's a, 
so it kind of blooms like a broccolini, right? So it's got a bunch of flower heads on the top of the flower or on top of the stalk, and they're usually pink, right? Yeah. So I've found some that are whiteish as well. Sure, so they have in a kind of a variety of colors. They kind of get wild, man. I've seen them a, a like variegated purple. too. Yeah, yeah. Oh, absolutely. So, yeah. which is that's really fun. Um, but yeah, so we're looking for four petals on this flower. Yeah. So uh, they're pink. They're probably the size of they. They don't get any bigger than a half inch, maybe an inch all the way across from end to end. Sure. So they're pretty small, and they're four petals. You may think that you found this plant before. Um, but it is very easy to confuse with phlox, phlox. which is another really awesome edible plant. But mm-hmm. um, we want to just make sure that we establish the main differences between the two. And that is phlox has five petaled flowers and Dame's Rocket only has four. So phlox, phlox has opposite leaves. Dame's Rocket correct. has alternating. Correct. Yep. So as you move down the plant, they do look very similar. They grow to similar heights. Mm -hmm. Um, They do have completely different flavors. Um, As far as I'm aware, as far as I've tasted, they're, uh, I guess the greens can be kind of a little the same, or the, like the early stems can be a little the same vegetal flavor. But as we're moving down from the flower, we'll look at the leaves. So the aerial leaves on the stem, on the more mature flowering part of the plant, are as Steve noted, alternate, meaning mm-hmm. they do not happen across from each other, but happen in a stairway fashion. And they are long and have, they come to a point and they are uh, frequently serrated. Yeah. So it has lots of teeth along the edges of the flo- uh, sorry, the leaf. And whenever you move down the plant to where the basil leaves are coming out of the ground, those are going to be a lot like longer and... Uh, not as not as many teeth at all. So some of them don't look like they have any teeth at all. Um, shout out to Jeff on our Discord who asked, um, sent out a picture asking what that plant was, and it was admittedly very confusing because yeah. it doesn't have the teeth that you typically look for whenever you look at a botanical guide for this plant's identification, and it's in the middle of the winter, so it hasn't sent out any of the flowers. Or I guess it's not the middle of the winter. That was just a couple of weeks ago. So mm-hmm. on the cusp of springtime. So in these parts, you never know. Yeah, it's true. It's true. <laughs> and there are other things that look like it, like, as we said, flocks. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so as far as, like, the edible parts of this plant, okay, a quick self-fact check. And the root is not edible. Um or at least there aren't, it's not widely used as far as from what I can read, but the uh, stems, the leaves, the flowers, everything above ground is edible. I'll give her a try. Screw it. <laughs> exactly. We'll give them a try. They're probably spicy, like yeah. the rest of the, um, but we'll see. Yeah. We'll, we'll do a little bit of more checking on that maybe. But um, as far as how I've personally used the plant, um, beaten the leaves during the, during the springtime, sure. I've eaten the flowers during the springtime. I've made a soda from the flowers that I'll Ooh. use as a picture for the Instagram post that uh, shows you how pink this drink can be, like how much of the color from the flowers can be infused into a wild soda. The um, original pink drink. Yeah, it's like, I mean, I swear, it's it looks like Pepto-Bismol, which is like appetizing or not, you know? <laughs> Compar- that comparison isn't, oh, but the color can be. No, I don't want it <laughs> Does not taste like Pepto-Bismol at all. So part of it being... Uh, 
member of the Brassica family is that it tasted like a jalapeno drink. So it, it was spicy. So a lot of this plant has spicy flavors, especially during the summer, whenever it's in full activity sure. uh, and fully alive. It's going to have a lot more of that brassica spiciness. Um, and so, yeah, it was like a Pepto-Bismol colored jalapeno flavored uh, bottle of sparkly soda. I almost blew the top of my bottle off. It was like one of the first times it was I over fermented uh, sparkling beverage and it like I opened it and it blew the top across the room. Oh, man, I've, I've been there with ginger beer before. <laughs> Holy cow. It's a good time. Ginger everywhere. Yeah. Lots of sugar. Awesome. Love it. Uh, so how have you eaten it? You know, just pretty similarly. And anybody that's that's uh, gardened and, and let their uh, maybe let their broccoli or or arugula or whatever get out of hand anything in that anything in that family um there the foliage is just delicious one of my favorite things to do is to treat uh broccoli leaves as like kale or whatever and saute it and great you know a nice sauteed green even just fresh in a salad for a little bit of contrast a little bit of bitterness um it's wonderful for that and i think that this falls in that exact same category Mm um one of my favorite things to do um is to pull the unbloomed seed heads not well, seed heads yeah f- flowering heads but, but before the flowers have bloomed and almost saute that oh, like, a blo- yeah. like a broccoli rub totally you know? yeah they're super tender super delicious like you said they get a really nice spice to them and uh yeah totally agree yeah that's Tasty. one of my favorite ways to use them as well um alan burgo in his book flora has a really awesome little section um it's one of the two books out of my entire library that I could find anything written about Dame's Rocket. So mm-hmm. that was kind of an interesting experience going through all of my books, Sam Thayer's books. And even though I've talked to Sam a lot about Dame's Rocket, mm-hmm. like it's not something that he, it's not that he doesn't eat it. He just hasn't written about it. Sure. But I was only able to find it in, um, I think it was Alan Burgos, Flora, and uh, Foraging and Feasting, which is the name of a book. I can't remember remember the name of the author, but it's a beautiful, beautiful book. All you have to do is Google Foraging and Feasting. That's the Instagram account that they use, too. And it's just the best botanical illustrations I've ever seen of plants throughout the entire season. Um, seed heads, cross-sections. It's, it's really, really, really awesome. Um, so those were the only two books that I could find anything about it, and they didn't have any nutritional information. And so they did have a couple cool recipes, but all that to say, Alan in Alan Virgo's book, he brought up <clears throat> how using just kind of a as a broad term, Rob, R A A B, as kind of like a fill in for that type of vegetable food or like that veg- vegetable form, right? Oh, that's smart. So it's yeah. like you know anything that kind of looks like that and the head of Hesperus matronalis is definitely in that category cooks the same sure. tastes about the same too you know it doesn't have the spiciness to it especially my favorite way to eat it is whenever it's kind of more of a sprout so it's um, less it's about probably just under six inches long from the ground and then all the leaves are still pointed up so if there are any leaves like out or kind of laid down and sure. absorbing the sunlight already and stuff, then it's a little too old. But if you catch the tops of them, they are one of the best steamed vegetables 
of all time. I've never had it like that. That's oh, awesome. They're so, so, so very good. We'll <laughs> have some this year, and it'll be part of a later episode in the future because they're not quite out yet. I just wanted to make sure we talked about it yeah. this early so that y'all could get an eye out for it and start uh, you know, eating it because it is an invasive plant. Yeah, and while, eat the shit out of it. Yeah, eat the shit out of it. And while it, that's not a solution to taking care of the plant, that is something that, you know, that's better than not using it at all. Yeah, it's right? like a delicious effort. It is, yeah. You know. it, also, uh, pretty important to mention that it, so it's a biennial plant. So <laughs> yes. it blew, it, the plant's life cycle is two years. That first year is where, where you'll find it in that sweet spot that uh, Michael's talking about where it's just, you know, a fresh sprout and uh yeah so th- th- that's i guess that's another good indicator of where to find it mm-hmm. where, where you found it this year you'll most likely find it next year and each plant oh, pres- uh, um each plant produces thousands of seeds yeah. so it i mean it, it'll be there <laughs> so that's something we didn't get to yet is the seeds um, oh, yeah. which are like 50% oils Heck, so yes. they're they're really rich they're nutrition n- n- nutrient dense mm-hmm. and they are also spicy too yeah. so uh they're a really cool spice to use uh they have a kind of that horseradishy flavor to it and um i really like collecting them they're the way they grow they're really easy to collect and they produce seed like freaking crazy so and you can make like a, you can make a mustard with them. Yes, exactly. Yeah. yeah, it'll be like a really bright, tangy mustard. Um, yeah, make a mustard with it. You can uh, also, as you were saying before, you can use those stalks because they grow the same kind of stalk that other gar- uh, mustards do. So, like, yeah. it's a very similar looking stalk to garlic mustard as well, sure. where it kind of grows straight up. And then has these like little stalks that come out, and that as they mature, they have these little like seed pods in yeah. the branches and there's probably five or six seeds to each little branch all you got to do is like hold your hand underneath them and then twist the branch with your finger with your palm underneath it and that'll break them out of the pod directly into your hand mm-hmm. maybe you know that's not the most safe way that is like kind of the i don't know the hands-on way but I'm- you might drop a seed or two and that's kind of what we want to avoid but yeah i mean they're going to drop anyway most likely yeah so the crazy thing about it is even if you cut it while it's flowering or if you pull it pull its roots out of the ground it is such a freaking resilient plant i have laid tons and tons of immature plants over a stump to bake in the sun and then you'll come back two or three weeks later and they have continued growing the plants that are like reaching up towards the sun they're bending back up still photosynthesizing and maturing seeds it's they're they're damn damn near unstoppable which is you know kind of what makes an invasive an invasive but all that to say they're delicious go for them eat your little hearts out and we're gonna take a break and then come back with some more fun stuff. BRB. Sigh. What's wrong, buddy? Well... I just realized this mushroom supplement I bought isn't actually made with mushrooms. It's made with something called myceliated grain? Myceliated grain? Oh, Oh, no! I'm sorry to tell you, buddy, but myceliated grain is a sure sign of a poor-quality mushroom supplement. Well, dang. 
I wanted mushrooms, not brown rice. What should I do? Well, you should support a small batch producer from right here in the Midwest. Kiwinaw Apothecary. Kiwinaw Apothecary, tell me more. Kiwinaw Apothecary specializes in high-quality mushroom extracts from Michigan, and they always use real mushrooms, never, never, never myceliated grain. That sounds like exactly what I've been looking for. Where can I order? Well, you can find them at kiwinawapothecary.etsy.com. That's K-E-W-E-E-N-A-W apothecary.etsy.com. Be sure to read their many excellent reviews. Thanks, buddy. I don't want no low-quality mushroom products from a factory. I want Kiwinaw Apothecary. Wowie wow! All right, we're back from the break to Hesperus, your matronalis, folks. Hi-yo. <laughs> that's, that's the best I could think of. <laughs> um, so, yeah, first off, to start off the second half, we want to uh, plug our cool little event we got going on. So we have a couple things coming up uh, in April, so be on the lookout for our collaboration we're doing with the Terms of Service podcast. Heck yeah. A really cool show where people in the industry talk about the industry, and we're just uh, really looking forward to the questions that they'll have for us, because we don't we don't know what we'll be talking about, but it's, either. it doesn't matter, you know? It's okay. It's we'll be just fun. an opportunity to meet some really, really cool people. Mm-hmm. Um, and so beyond that, we have at the end of the month, on end of April, April 22nd, uh, Earth Day, Yeah, we are doing the collab with Outsiders Chicago. So Outsiders is a uh, nature outreach organization that tries to make... Uh, nature more accessible and uh, basically they provide all the transportation all the planning and basically they pay cool people like us to do really cool events where we drive we're going to be driving from Chicago out to Kalamazoo Michigan I got a gal in Kalamazoo (laughs) and we're going to do a really cool foraging walk where we're going to check out all the stuff that Kalamazoo has to offer which I've been to Kalamazoo before Mm -hmm. Uh, I went to college there for a year but uh was not nature minded. I didn't have plant brain. You didn't get the bug. So it's going to be really cool to go out there again and see it with new eyes. And we're going to be going to a new place, uh, seeing it for the first time with everybody else, too. So it'll be really cool uh, adventuring together. And then after that, once the walk is done, we head over to Bell's Kitchen, uh, brewery and kitchen, where we're going to have provided the chefs there with some really interesting veggies, maybe some mushrooms, whatever we can get our grubby little hands on. (laughs) And we're going to do a really cool beer-tasting little snacky snack. Yeah, it's going to be rad. Pairing. For sure. Really cool stuff. So, again, yeah, the early bird tickets for that are sold out so far uh, already, I guess. But that doesn't mean there aren't tickets available. They're just not as cheap. But uh, it's a really cool event, and we hope to see you guys out there. If you say you listen to our podcast, we'll give you a bunch of stickers and stuff while we're out there. Yeah, everything we have, we'll just give it to you. Yeah, we'll just hand you a sack. Here's my wallet. Here's, yeah. Here's, Maybe not that. <laughs> here's my social security card. Yeah. Here's, the, here's the front and back of my credit card. Um, so cool. Yeah, we'll, we'll see you guys out there. Uh, beyond that, what, 
Would we have anything else you think? <sighs> events, events, events. I don't think so. I think that's it for events. But yeah. um, we just wanted to maybe throw it back to that original section for a second. We were talking about a gentleman named Jeff. Yeah. Um, who is a pal of both of ours, and he's been doing just a wonderful job uh, highlighting the uh, seasonal things that he's out foraging. Mm-hmm. So Jeff's last name is King. King. Jeff yep. King. That's so, right. yeah, you can find him on Instagram at Just Jeff King. And he's uh, awesome, man. Yeah, he's a really funny guy, really nice. Uh, is out there walking like all the time, collecting stuff. And he's active on the Discord, too. He's always reaching out, having questions. Um, and we love people that love to learn with us. And, uh, yeah, he's just a really cool dude. And he uh, is, I think he, he's professionally trained. So he went to culinary school, uh, and he just always makes, like, really awesome-looking food. I've done a dinner with him where we just, like, cooked for each other, and he made, uh, like, palak paneer, I'm pretty sure, with uh, some wild ingredients, with some net stinging nettle. Yeah. Um, and it was phenomenal. So uh, just a good time. He's a go-getter in yep. general. He he's is, got a little, He's got that little beef jerky hu- side hustle. Oh, man. No, absolutely. He's the sausage king of Chicago, for sure. He makes <laughs> he's, he's all... Abe Froman? <laughs> yeah. No, he basically, yeah. Jeff, Abe Froman, king. Ah, I like so it. I like he, it. No, he makes his own, own sausage. He does all sorts of different interesting blends. I have yet to purchase or try any of it, but if you guys are in the Chicago area, he's over at Lunar Brewing. Um, most nights, and if you you know catch up catch up to him online, you'll be able to buy some of his sausage, uh, which sounds real hot. Oh yeah, but it's just food. It's just sausages. Also hot anyway, though. Yeah, super hot. So, uh, shout out to Jeff King. Yeah, <laughs> you're a real one. Uh, thanks for listening to the show too. So we always he he's always uh, giving us feedback about our episodes. So if you guys want to be a part of the conversation, uh, reach out to us on Discord. Our Discord uh, link, I think, is link in our bio. Pretty sure it's there. So you can join us from there, or you can send us a direct message. Get in our slide in our DMs. For sure. We always appreciate a good rating and review. Um, it's really hard for us to like listen to or access some of our reviews, but they really help us get... Uh, seen by other people yeah so for sure. we'll, we'll eventually exposure pals absolutely yeah well and eventually we'll build in a segment where we read your guys's reviews we respond to your feedback and we, we're trying to engage uh you guys a little bit more through the automatic like polls and q a's that spotify uses so if you're a spotify listener Please interact with us through there in our Q&As. Let us know what you think about our episodes. Um, let us know what you want to hear from us. And uh, also use it kind of as a general Q&A. If there's ever anything you've ever wanted to know about us, hit us up through the Spotify stuff. We'll, we'll get to it, and we'll build a list, and we'll have an episode where we kind of answer some of those questions. Does that sound good, Steve? Sounds lovely. Okay. So beyond that... Uh, what do we have for... I mean, we were going to do nutrition stuff, but there really isn't a ton. No, there isn't Vitamin a ton. Vitamin C, you, use, your, use your best uh, judgment as far as, like, it's a brassica. You know? Yeah. Like... It's good for you. It's good um, for you. And I think, I guess, one caution to have with the brassica is, uh, you know, it's not an issue for me, but it is an issue for some people, uh, the oxalates, sure. right? So, as a brassica, it is heavy in ox- oxalic crystals and stuff like that yeah if you got the gout it's not for you yeah yeah (laughs) 
Yeah, gout. Man. You ever known anybody that's gotten gout? One of my buddies recently actually just got diagnosed. Oh, my gosh. Got the gout. Wow. The King's Yay. disease. Yeah. Nice. Good for him. <laughs> it's a king, you know? Yeah, I, yeah, I don't know. King, it's kind of a not king. good for him. I hope he gets yeah. better. Yeah, I hope he does. Sincerely. Um, so beyond that, I guess let's uh, shout out the... I guess we already gave the books. So I guess the last thing we can do is uh, just kind of a recap of uh, where how to use each part of the plant, right? So flowers, edible, use it. Um, we both used it in infusions, floral yeah, infusions. Yeah, yeah. Scent-wise, you can put it in vinegar. You can make a soda out of it. Uh, it infuses a really cool pink color. If you like spicy flavors, that's where it's going to take you. And then garnish that soda with a little sprig. It'll be super cute. They're beautiful flowers. They are beautiful. It's a beautiful plant. Bingo. Um, the leaves, you can use it like spinach, right? Yeah. So that's that's an easy reference for people to use. Like cook it like spinach, steam it, uh, make it into a, a pasta or like something a, like that. Like a cream dames, dames rocket leaves? Sounds yeah, fucking delicious. exactly, yeah. Let's do that. Definitely, yeah. <laughs> and then uh, beyond that, the stalks, you can use them as a stir-fry vegetable whenever they're less than six inches tall and the mm -hmm. leaves are still facing upwards as a sprout or as the early flowering head. So whenever they're just like little buds. Remember our Rob. Yes. We're going to do... Dame's Rob. Yeah, lots of Robs. Hesperus Rob. Hesperus Rob. <laughs> sounds like a, like a villain. Hesperus Rob. <laughs> yeah, it does. Um, okay, so I think that's, that's it. We're yeah, gonna, that's it. Yep, we're Cutting done. it off. We're, we're going to cut that's ourselves it. off. Finito. Uh, yeah, so we'll, we got a couple of guests in line. We're going to try and bring... We're, we're bringing the low tide to you folks. That's right, we're doing We that. haven't forgotten... It's just been a year. You got the curbside. Yeah. Tons of curbside. Trailside. Tons of trailside. We need the low tide. We got to bring some low tide in, and, and it's coming this year, folks. Oh, yeah. So thanks for listening. Thanks for the patience over the last couple of weeks. We've been kind of on a little bit of spring break, um, but we're back, baby. That's right. We'll see you guys next time.